So first things first, Oscar, how are you? I'm not too bad. Yeah, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm not too bad as well. Uh, thanks for yeah. asking. So before we get into the new album, I'd like to go back a little bit to the previous one, Dominion, mm -hmm. because when that whole album was finished, everybody was really pleased about the way it turned out. And it was kind of like a continuation of, uh, of the music that you've been making in, for the past years. And so you were on a good kind of, you were in a good space as a band and then the whole world shuts down. You're not able to tour uh, anymore. What goes through your mind when something like that kind of falls onto your path? Well, initially um, I didn't know how long it's going to be. I don't think anybody realized how long this pandemic was going to have, uh, going to be, you know, have us in our, its grips. Um, I, I originally thought without like basing it on anything, but I, you know, just a couple of months, maybe, It's March now, so probably May, we we're going back to normal, and June should be fine, right? That's what I thought initially. Right. <coughs> Sorry. And, uh, yeah, how, how wrong was I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's weird, because the first, the first summer was great, you know? I, even though we had to cancel shit, it sucked, of course, you know? No festivals and everything, but it was also the first uninterrupted Swedish summer I had with my family in, I don't know when, you know, I can't remember when I had that last. So I tried to enjoy it as much as I could. But then once, um, the, you know, the autumn, the fall rolled around, you were realizing, okay, this is probably going to go on for a while. Cause there was like a, a, a hope at that, at the end mm -hmm. of the summer, we were, people were hoping and then everything is shut down again. So at that point, like in, in September or October, maybe uh, it was, bleak the the future looked really bleak it was really hard to to because i write songs when i'm in a good mood that's when i write music okay. like when i'm and not necessarily happy but in a good mood and and just energetic and everything and there was very little to be energetic about uh in those times because we there was no end in sight you didn't know when you're going to be on stage next didn't know when society's going to be back to normal again so uh writing uh, writing the 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 songs i did back in that period was uh was it there was a dark period so it was hard okay. to find the inspiration you know i didn't have much to be inspired by like i normally do no i, I read that some of the songs that ended up on uh, hammer of dawn were already written kind of during the dominion process and or, or yes. even before um this summer that you mentioned the first un uninterrupted summer what did you do were you creative or was it kind of Ow. okay i have this time and then okay. yes it was wait vacation I was okay. happy being home with my family. You know, my son was then uh, uh, six. He turned seven that year. Uh, so, uh, no, he turned six that year. Sorry. So he was still in kindergarten. We had the whole summer off just doing, enjoying myself. So I tried to, you know, that's the thing. It like the, the things sucked. We not being able to play sucked, but it didn't, that didn't mean that my life had to suck completely mm. because of it. I mean, parts of it sucked, but you, you could do those. I got to do something funny instead. That's how I try to look at things. You know, it's always something positive to, to, uh, to keep your, to uh, focus on. You can always find something in almost any situation. You can find something that you can, uh, something good that you can focus on instead of all the bad that's uh, overwhelming sometimes. Right. When did you, start writing or pick up writing again then well did it take a while before because you mentioned also a less creative period a more darker yeah. period for you so well, when did everything start up again for you um so I, the thing was i had probably around half the album finished when the pandemic hit okay. uh, something around those lines like 40 to 60 percent i don't know exactly but around there mm -hmm. uh so i was pretty in pretty good shape i did i wasn't worried 
Uh, I, I wrote some stuff over the summer, which I was very happy with. And then I, the, the time when I was talking about the sort of dark period, but when it was hard to find the inspiration, that was only a couple of songs left. You know, I didn't have much left mm. to finish then. Uh, Venerate Me was one of those that I wrote during that period. Uh, uh, that was, uh, uh, I didn't start that song earlier and finish it then. I wrote everything in, in those times. And it was like, normally you have a wave you ride on, inspirational wave. You're really, mm-hmm. you know, things are working. <coughs> you feel good about it. Uh, but that for during that this period it was more like spikes, you know, like, mm. like this. Uh, and in the in between, so just the weeks just flew by sometimes where I didn't do anything. But then I found okay, I, I've got inspiration. I think it was a Friday. I went out in the studio, began working on something, and I uh, I, I realized okay, this is I, I have inspiration now. This is something good. I went out, uh, had lunch, went back into my house, had lunch, back into out into the studio. And finish the song after a couple of hours, which is quite unusual. I don't that normally doesn't happen for me. It takes longer to uh, to finish a song. I started here and finish it here instead of just doing everything in one day. But things just came together. You know, sometimes you have that. That happens once or twice every album too. You just okay. uh, things just click. Let's let's jump into venerate me then a little bit uh, because. What is it then? I, I don't know if this is the process for most of the songs uh, for Hammerfall, but when do you present things to the band and when, when does it get fleshed out? Because is that always for you an anxious moment where, where you have to kind of show your ideas to the rest of the guys? Not really, because I've been doing this for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I, my, I trust my gut feeling always, always have really. Uh, and that's if my gut says it's good, I'm going to be happy with that. And I'm not going to be worried that anybody's going to think it sucks or anything. Cause okay. I know I, I worked hard on it. I, I, uh, and, and I know that I am happy with it. Um, when the thing is, when I, when I write the music, uh, I do like a demo with the instrument, instrumental demo with the drum machine. Okay. Uh, and then I send the song to Joachim and he puts on his vocals, uh, writes the lyrics or uh, the lyrics usually come after a while, but, but he sings something anyway. Uh, and then, uh, at that point, then I know the full song because before Joachim has done his stuff, I don't have the whole uh, the whole song because it's not completed yet. Uh, but but at that point, uh, then I know exactly what we're dealing with. And for this album, it was really cool because he sends sometimes ideas back to me that it's really hard. Sometimes I, I'm not always ecstatic about everything, but it turns out sometimes I mention uh, maybe you could do this here. Or he says, uh, or actually I don't say anything, and uh, I trust him because I do trust his his uh, opinion and the way he, he does. If he asks, "What do you think of this?" or "I'm not sure," how do you how you know stuff like that? Then I could be more uh, more um, uh, uh, have more comments. But uh, sometimes you just know that he's done what he thinks is the best for the song, and he he knows uh, that I've done what I think is best for the song. So we sort of uh, come together in that, that we both know what's best for the, the, the song and the music and the band in the end. Uh, and that's how we have worked. So the, the the rest of the band doesn't really hear anything until we are done with the songs, right. like we're ready with everything. Then we present it to the band. What was your opinion on the lyrics for Venerate Me? When you first heard I love the idea. Yeah, I love that idea that he had. Uh, that that uh, you die, uh, what is it now? You die twice. Right. The first time when when you die, when like when your heart stops beating. The second time when some when the last person ever says your name for the last time. I just love. I, I get goosebumps <laughs> from that idea. I love how we can take a, a song title, "Venerate Me," which I came up with, and okay. this is how what he gets out of it. I think that's so fantastic. And, and what that's I find, how, oh sorry, 
that, that's why why it's so great to work with him even after 25 years 26 years uh this year actually we've been writing songs together for that long and i still get goosebumps from stuff he sends me and that, you know it's a great feeling very quickly in between then what is this chemistry how would you describe that because as you mentioned you've been making music for for a long time together yeah. what is this chemistry and was it immediate because the way he kind of joined the band was very interesting as well so was it yeah. kind of an immediate connection with him yeah it, it really was it was instantaneous uh I, back then you have to also remember this is 96 in april i think of 96 and back then this type of melodic heavy metal was very much uh off the chart. It didn't exist. Right? People mm -hmm. wanted to forget about the 80s and we wanted to embrace the 80s. We loved the stuff. Uh, and I didn't have many friends. I had friends who who liked parts of it, who enjoyed uh, the melodic stuff as well, but not to the extent in the same way that I did, but at least I knew that they, they liked the melodic stuff. But they were there weren't that many. Most people were into the, the more aggressive stuff, mm -hmm. which I was also playing at the same time. I just had, had uh, my friends usually stopped listening to everything they listened to before. Uh, but I, I kept on listening to all the stuff when I, even when I was playing death metal and, and, and stuff, I was listening all the time to the heavy metal stuff as well. I just mm -hmm. added the death metal and all the, the harder stuff as well to it. Uh, so it was really difficult to find people who shared this, this passion. And when Joachim came into the room in the rehearsal room, uh, the, the thing was, I was fiddling around my guitar, waiting for him to come in. It was because uh, I'd never met him before. I'd seen mm. him play live with his previous bands, but I never met him. Uh, I was playing a Stormwitch part, which is a, a fairly unknown German band called Stormwitch. And I was playing a song called Dorian Gray on my guitar, just fiddling around because I was waiting for things to happen, basically. He comes into the door, uh, introduces himself, and he says, and no, no, even before he introduced himself, he says, that's Stormwitch, Dorian Gray. <laughs> and my, 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 my jaw was, Boop! on the floor because I couldn't believe like I couldn't believe anybody knew about Stormwitch let alone recognize the song I was playing uh, and it, we just clicked since then that, that's just how it happened it's, it sounds like a made up story but it's actually the 100% exactly like this it, it happened like this and then once we started working together and writing songs we realized and talking about music we realized that we have a lot of the same influences and a lot of the same uh, visions for, or the same vision for how a heavy metal band should be uh, even back in 96. So we were just like this right away. Uh, I, I found, I wouldn't say soulmate because uh, we're not uh, engaged <laughs> in mid partners in, in, a, in any other way than Hammerfall, but mm. it, it found a musical soulmate, if you can say that, you know. Sure. And but what I find maybe more impressive than even is, is the longevity of it, because we all know within music and within, especially within, the, within rock bands, there's a lot of revolving doors, there, there, there can yeah. be lineup changes, but there's a certain, this has been, like you said, 25 years. So, and, and that the fact that he still can surprise you is very, very good. I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's wonderful in a way, because the, the, the way that like, I feel like everything I write when I present it to him uh, as this is done, do what you, you do, you do your thing with it, uh, then I have a very good feeling about the material. I love it. You know, I, I think it's, uh, uh, I have my vision maybe about what I think it's going to be end up being, but I still mm -hmm. don't know because I don't have, haven't heard his vocals. And once he gets into it and he was very creative during a period for this album, uh, yeah. he just sent the stuff he sent back was just immediate goosebumps. I just, yes, exactly what the song needed. And he took um, what I thought already was a really good song 
uh, a couple of steps up because that's it's so important. What what happens between the choruses? Uh, so some music styles don't care. You know, they just blah 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 chorus. That's just how it is. But for heavy metal and and for Hammerfall, we never uh, wasted any moment of the song. Like the verse are equally important as the pre-chorus and the chorus. Uh, oh, but it should also build up to the chorus, and that chorus should right. be the big thing. But the rest is not inconsequential. Uh, and uh, we've t- uh, we've done things like this uh, since day one. We always put a-, a lot of effort into every part of the song. Uh, and so the verses that he's done this this time is, for me, uh, like they they took what I thought was an okay verse uh, or a good verse uh, and made it just that much better. And they just the perfect parts for it. So, and like you said, he surprised me. Not that I thought he would send bad stuff back, but it's also, I want everything to be great. You know, I want the songs to be fantastic. And when he sends his stuff back and he's actually is fantastic already, then, you know, that's all, that's what I wanted. That's what I really, really hoped for. Right. Can you share one, uh, we talked about Venerate Me a little bit, but uh, can can you share one verse or one bit of uh, lyric that you really like by him? Was it Venerate Me or do you have something else on on the topic of mine? Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, from from this album, you're, yes, you mean? Yes. Uh, I I love the the um, ending of uh, or the last like the the melodic verse parts of the at the end on the Hammer of Dawn. Okay. Uh, you you uh, Hammer of Dawn will lead the way. You live to fight another day. For every battle, there's a scar telling a story. Who you are? Uh, I just you know that's uh, that's Joachim in a nutshell, and he's uh, that's a very it fits so well to the song. And it fits so well to the theme of Hammerfall is all about. Well, the, yeah, that's interesting. That's that's actually the uh, the line I wrote down as well. For every battle, there's a scar telling the story yeah. of who you are. But uh, this goes back to what you were mentioning earlier on when when the whole pandemic hit. Then we, there's always some some positive things to do. So so are you as a group? Are you very positive people? Very um, optimistic and kind of uh, take the good with the bad and then just con- yeah. continue going. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I mean, of course, you have ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. Like normal people. But uh, I, I think generally the, the 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 mood in the band is generally generally very positive. You know, we're looking forward to things uh, uh, like on, on tour. Of course, there's going to be shit happening on tour that uh, that you can't help. And, and that brings you down a little bit. But at the end of the day, we're on tour to to play live and and uh, you know pre- present our stuff to the fans, and everybody in the band absolutely loves that. That's like the the best part of the whole day. So <clears throat> when it comes down to the evening, happy again, even if there was a downtown during the, the the day. But we also took something because when you're on tour for a long time, like a, mm-hmm. you know four, five, six weeks in a row, after two weeks or, or thereabouts, it it for me it just becomes. 
a, a blur, a, a, everything out there. Like the first couple of days, you, you're happy. You can, you know, things are happening every day. You can distinguish between the days. But after a couple of weeks, you just, oh, it's another day. The same shit, same shit, uh, different day, basically, kind sure. of feeling. And we have talked about this uh, uh, in, in the band. Uh, and we try uh, to do things, not every day, but at least, I mean, Joachim, for example, takes, uh, Fernie takes walks or runs. They, they do run together sometimes as well. Okay. Uh, David is out every day, regardless of what he feels, the weather, however, he goes out for a while, does stuff in every city. Uh, he finds stuff online and, and you know, visits museums or just takes a walk into, into okay. a park or whatever. Uh, so just to make, to break the monotony, basically. I, I have my way of dealing with that as well. It, it uh, doesn't usually, uh, uh, it's video games and stuff, okay. but, uh, you know, I have other, just to take my mind off of it. But sometimes sure. the video games doesn't help either because they, they, you can do them, them anywhere. Uh, but it's always great to come out and do out, get, get out and do things and, and look at stuff, you know, just for a few hours anyway. Uh, and that has helped a lot to, to bring up the mood as well, I think. Sure. Very, very quickly, what, what is your favorite game or what are you into at the moment? Uh, I, uh, my favorite game of all time probably is a Zelda game. Uh, okay. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know if you can see that. This uh, Zelda. <laughs> oh yeah, I do see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole those modern mo uh, things over there, the glass things. Uh, I have I collect Zelda stuff, so I have okay, a oh, bunch cool. of things. You know, all, all the games and various you know releases and shit like that. Uh, so I, I guess it would have to be a Zelda game. Maybe this is a dumb question. I don't know, but I've I've been on on the YouTube. I've been uh, listening to a lot of uh, not only Zelda, but a lot of those kind of video game soundtracks played by uh, uh, metal guitarists and stuff. Is, yeah. is that something that you like, or something that you're interested in? Uh, not really. I don't really spend much time hanging on YouTube and looking for Fair stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, like like that, like you said. And I'm. I, I think there's some cool stuff. When I come across something, uh, I, I, really, I watch it and I, sometimes I really like it. Uh, we had a band called Power Glove uh, mm, as a sure. support for, for us. This is 12 years ago in the US uh, in a North American tour we did. They were opening up for the most part. Um, and they were, they were, this was a band that, that did actually play uh, it, video game really related stuff. Like they, mm -hmm. they took theme songs and put, I don't know, they, probably put them into their own music or something. I don't know exactly how they did it, but, you know, they had a, a bunch of things uh, going for it. And it was really fun to watch. Really, really interesting stuff. But I, I don't really sit down and, and watch stuff like that on YouTube. What I think is cool is when I saw, for example, I saw a, a violin player that played along with the um, the Super Mario Bros. theme. Mm -hmm. uh, he was playing that thing and then, ding, whatever. He had some, something shit, stuff like that. But I don't spend much time uh, on YouTube uh, looking for, for stuff like that, unfortunately. Fair enough. Um, one other thing that I read about uh, the way you spoke about Dominion was that that it captured kind of the live element or that, that was one of the mm -hmm. things that the emphasis, uh, points of emphasis. So with this album not being able to tour to, to any normal degree, um, did that affect kind of the sound of the album? Was it more a studio album, or do you think you still kind of honed into what you want to do live as well? I think this, in a weird way, not being able to play live uh, made the energy level go up on the album. Mm. I think, uh, I, I for my, myself, uh, like my own point of view at least, I know that when we recorded the guitars and the bass, uh, which we did here in Castle Black Studios, where I'm right now, um, we. Uh, 
we did have we we started the drums in March and the the bass and guitars in April and May and then we didn't finish the actual album until the end of September so we had so much time there was absolutely no stress anywhere and that gave us a lot of freedom to like Pontus uh, is our second guitar player he's from Stockholm this is where right now outside of Gothenburg so he flew down here we recorded and then he said um, I think I have to go back for the week and I have to go back home and deal with some shit uh, and so on Friday, uh, he went home and co- uh, came back on Monday morning. And we didn't have to do anything uh, music-wise on Saturday and Sunday. You could just be home, relaxing, uh, taking it easy with your family. We'll do whatever the hell you wanted to do. Just unplug from the recording and then went back in with fresh eyes, fresh ears, and fresh fingers on Monday morning. And that helped me to be focused, you know, because I'm, I'm – I can't focus for 10 and 12 hours a day. It doesn't work. My mind doesn't work that way. At least not sure. any good focus. It's just weird. So when we record now, we record for maybe one hour, two hours, maybe one, however long it takes to record that song. And then I don't record anymore. Then Frederick comes in and plays his bass. And then Pontus comes in and does his guitars on, to- on the same song. Uh, meaning that I have to sort of peak. I can peak when I have to play and then, take a step back mm. and relax a little bit, just sit in the background and, and you know, being part of it uh, in that way. And that helps uh, a lot to be able to, to bring out, uh, it sounds weird, but the re- more relaxed we were, the more energy we could actually put into the, uh, the, the actual recording. Right. And that's a very interesting thought, I think, because at times in our society, it's, it's always like you need to work harder. You need to work harder, especially, yeah. I suppose, early on in your career. It doesn't matter what you do, but in, in music especially, I suppose, it's always kind of that grind that you have to, you have to go on tour every time and you have to do yeah. all this, all these things. So for you as well, did you, did you experience kind of earlier in your career perhaps that sometimes you did too much or you did, you, as a group, you wanted too much? Um, I, I don't know. I mean... If, yeah, I guess uh, it. it for, I, I think, in, in, uh, in all honesty, what happened uh, in 2012 that we did take a break back then. Mm-hmm. We we said uh, we've been doing this on and uh, nonstop for 15 years now. Uh, we can't go on if we record another album. Like if we jump back into the hamster wheel again, the band probably won't exist after this album mm-hmm. because it was everybody was just. Not fed up, but just it was just the same old, Exhausted, same old, right? same. Yeah, exactly. So we decided after this tour, we're gonna take a break, uh, eighteen months. Then we get back and see, you know start working on another album. That was the plan, and that's that's it was also great because you we everybody could do whatever they wanted. Like uh, you could plan your your year and do mm-hmm. you could say yes to everything if you wanted to because you didn't have Hammerfall to think about, right? So uh, you didn't have to worry that whatever you had planned was going to collide with the Hammerfall interests because there were none at that moment. And mm. I think that was, uh, that was, it was Joachim's idea to do this. Uh, I was uh, skeptical at first, but I realized this is what everybody wanted. We, we had a bad meeting and like discussed, yes, that we do this. Uh, and once we had decided it was all the stress was just, yeah, that's what's going to happen. There was no, no worries anymore. Uh, and you could just, leave Hammerfall out of it if you wanted to for a while and that made the same thing with with what I said about you know going home for the weekend although this was a lot longer than the weekend but you just didn't have to think about it anymore so when you actually had to think about it it was fun again and that's we started and then it actually was fun again we rode that wave until well the pandemic hit I guess (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you can start a new wave now with the new yes, album, then, right? That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> well, one last thing about uh, venerate me because what I find interesting about that that whole theme or topic is is kind of the notion of legacy and 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 how how and how things um, are remembered, and especially especially with music i suppose there there is a sense of immortality when you when you create an album and you, you put it out because it's there forever practically yeah. so do you as yeah. a group think about those kind of things and think about what you put out there at, because it's part of kind of the legacy of hammerfall i always do i have done that since day one uh, it's really important to me i, I said this many times over the years exactly what you just said like when everything is said and done when hammerfall is no longer around i'm not no longer around the albums, the music that we have done, that's going to be our legacy. That's what people are going to remember. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why I've been, always took the greatest care to make sure that all the songs on all the albums are as good as they can be at, at that point in time. Uh, and, and so that's really important to me. Absolutely. Okay. Final question then. What are you, are, are you carefully optimistic because uh, about the future? Because <laughs> I, because I saw the uh, tour plan for uh, yeah. a couple of dates in March, then April and a couple of dates in May. Um, yep. are, are you hopeful that, are you carefully hopeful that, that the future is bright now? Um, I, yes. What, what I really hope or, or think is, is there's a chance that might happen is that the, the, the Omicron wave was the last big wave. Of, mm. of the, the pandemic, that now things are starting to slow down. Like, for example, uh, today, I believe Denmark is opening right. up uh, right. and they declassified um, uh, uh, COVID. Uh, so if before it was like a socially disruptive disease, whatever, it, they, there's some mm. sort of terminology for it. Uh, and now it, they de downgraded it to sort of more like a flu. So uh, it doesn't uh, cripple the society anymore. Uh, and I think that's the way uh, a lot of countries are going to go uh, sooner or later. You know, that's what's going to happen. I'm hoping that we're on that track now uh, because it's uh, it's been two years now uh, without any chance of, of doing what we have done for 25 years. Uh, it's frustrating as hell. Uh, and as long I mean, people are still dying, so it's not over yet. And it probably sure. will never be gone. You know, it's probably going to be there for, for a while. But uh at least, it, it, hopefully, it could be manageable. And that's what I'm hoping for, that, that, that we're all at least on the down slope now. One last th uh, thought then. Uh, going back on tour and being on stage again, and uh, is, it a, is it difficult after a two-year period of, of relatively playing very little to, to kind of get into that mindset or zone again for, for playing live? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> no, enough. I, I, you know, I, I, I think I know what you mean, but mm. it's so ingrained in uh, in what we we've right. done so many shows over the years. Even when we had a break for a while, I mean, two years is a long time. But even if we had a break for six or eight months, it's always going to be. It's has always been the same. You just get out there, and the I, I can't can't imagine the energy level on that first show when we finally get back on stage again and and being in front of the audience and then you know interaction and everything. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a, an amazing night. I, I know it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be weird. Maybe hard to physically, maybe yeah. But you have to you know uh, be prepared for that as well. You have sure. to work your, your you know pr practice your music, but also practice your your body because I run around a lot on stage and it's uh, very <laughs> physically exhausting. Uh, but I think it's going to be so much fun. I can't stop smiling thinking about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fans are going to be absolutely crazy, right? Because yeah. everybody's been starved yeah. for live music. I mean, last yeah. only last week, I, I saw 
just a guy playing guitar. We, we were filming something. And that was the first time I saw somebody playing live music in a year or yeah. something. It was, everybody's really yeah. ready for it. So, Yeah, I think so. Everybody's ready for it. And it, I mean, it's going to be an explosion, exactly like you said, in, in the audience as well. People are going to mm. go fucking crazy when they get to see their favorite <laughs> bands again. Which is great because that, that creates a whole the, the whole uh, bubble of that night is going to be tremendous. Well, I wish you all the best with the album. I hope those nights uh, are far and uh, uh, are coming soon and often. And uh, yeah, all the best. Thank you so much yeah, for taking the time to talk with me, Oscar. It was a real pleasure. I had a lot of fun. All right, take care, man.